discuss our weekly look at the world of digital media and Apple's place within it from the Mac Observer. I'm Charlotte Henry and I'm joined by not one, but two lovely guests today. I have, first of all, from the Mac Observer's Daily Observations podcast, Miss Kelly Gamont. Hello. Hi, Charlotte. It's nice to be back. And I have also from the Mac Observer, Mr. Jeff Butts. How are you, sir? Hey, Charlotte. Good we to be have. here. I'm doing I'm doing fine. Thank you. Good, good. I love having you both on. We've got a lot. I needed two people because we've got a lot to get through. Um, let's start, I think, with the breaking news. Well, broken the night before we recorded the show, <laughs> is that Jason Sudeikis has once again picked up a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Comedy, Musical or Comedy. Uh, on TV, he that's the Golden Globes 2022. He won it in 2021 as well. You can't stop him. Yay! <laughs> now, well, let me let me ask this, Charlotte. What yes. did he win for? Was it a writing award or an actor? No, award? no, it's the actor award. It's the best actor award. Best actor. Okay. Uh, and if you would like to know who he beat, because he, he he's yes. won for I think he's won for both. If I'm not mistaken, the gold he has won writing awards and the show has won general awards yes um but this was a best actor award um, okay. which is the same award as i said that he won last year okay um yeah. and he he beat who he beat quite a lot of different people um he beat martin short from only murders in the building steve martin from that same show he beat nick colt from the great and anthony anderson from blackish um so no small feat there Interestingly, the more um, Apple TV Plus did not do that great apart from um, Jason Sudeikis and his win. There's a whole host of actors and shows that beat and movies that didn't win. So Coda didn't win in a couple of uh, best movie category and it didn't win in the best sporting actor category. Uh, The Morning Show and its various actors lost in various categories, normally beaten by succession. And quite right too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't a great night. And although it's impressive that Apple, we're like disappointed that Apple only won one Golden Globe. Yeah, I feel like they would have, you know, two three years in, would have liked to be landing a few more of these things, wouldn't they? I'm sure they would have, but I mean, you know, they say you can't win them all. Um, <laughs> you certainly can't, and especially not when Fair. you're up against Succession. Uh, right. One. Like part of that is the competition in this case. Yes. Like, and so Charlotte, I believe on this show, uh, on on ATMO podcast, I don't remember if it was yours or mine. Uh, <laughs> we talked about how um, Wolfwalkers was up for yes. an Oscar for Best Animated, and it was amazing, and it stands up very well in its own right. But if you're talking about it against Soul from Pixar, yeah, you lose. Yeah, come on. yeah. So anything yeah, going up against the latest season of Succession, I feel like uh, you need to practice your happy just to be nominated speech. Yeah, I yeah, think exactly. that's probably right. Um, yeah. So again, no surprise actually. Walt Disney. Uh, studios won the best motion picture animated that was this year's offering in Canto um, and so on and so forth Netflix won a bunch again, of stuff so. I think if you counted it I think Succession did the best overall but yeah. um, and there was you know you're going up against actors in the best you know Brett Goldstein and Billy Crudup were mm-hmm. up 
against in best supporting actor against Kieran Culkin from Succession, who didn't win. Uh, oh Young Su from Squid Game won. So again, oh. very very serious competition. Yeah, um, but yeah. I guess if you wanted to put a positive spin on it, Apple is still in the game and is doing pretty well in the game of nominations and has picked up big awards as well. I suspect they would like, you know, would would have liked to pick up at least one or two more from the Golden Globes. This yeah, year. but but Charlotte, don't you think that given how much more competition there is as far as these streaming services doing mm. original shows, you know, look at the state of these awards five, 10 years ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is so much more competition now. And, you know, yeah, I think they need to be happy that they were in the running and they actually pulled it off with Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, it was a good win for Jason today. Cause actually just while we're looking at the general state of streaming media, cause you make a good point about the increased competition, Jeff, you picked up on some interesting numbers we sort of had heard at these numbers at various points, but they were presented uh, during CES during a talk you heard, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, so the numbers just broadly, then you can dive into them for us, were mm-hmm. Netflix miles ahead of everyone with 240 million worldwide subscribers at the end of 2021. Um, Disney Plus on 118 million. Prime Video ahead of that on 175 million with TV Plus languishing behind on a mere 20 million subscribers. Um, and before you ask, Kelly, no, I don't know how many of them are paying, but probably not many. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you answering my question in advance. Um, Jeff, just p- unpick that a little bit for us. Yeah. So, you know, it it came, that information came during um, actually the pre-CES keynote Um Steve Koenig, the president of the Consumer Technology Association, talked to the media the night before CES began, I believe it was. And he gave those numbers, and those numbers come from company reports and media reports. And it's important to to point out, Apple doesn't tell us how many subscribers they have. So, you know, is that is that the real no, number? No, 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 no. We don't know the numbers. Right, right. But, you know, I think Netflix has been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Prime Video has been around for quite a while as well. And Disney has all the geeky stuff. Yeah, you said to the media software, to which I corrected, just Disney has all the stuff. Well, yeah, <laughs> they they do, they I mean, do. But yeah. but you know, you got to remember, I'm I'm older than dirt. I remember when Disney was just Mickey Mouse and princesses. Yeah, but all that stuff's on there. And so now, is, and so is Star Wars, and that, so is National Geographic, and Marvel, and, and Marvel. National Geographic, and, Star Wars, and Marvel. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I subscribe only for Star Wars and Marvel. Sure, and I I suspect you are. Yeah not in a particular minority there, but then look, we've discussed this before on the show that the genius of Disney plus is the back catalog is what makes it basically unstoppable. I think yeah. if anything is going to get close to Netflix. You know, like, I, I keep, I keep meaning to watch jungle cruise and right. I, I always end up on guardians of the galaxy or, <laughs> or bad batch instead. They call uh, themselves. 
That's like, okay, I'm not, I'll be quiet. Yeah. So I want one prediction from you. Next year at CES, if we go through these numbers again, <laughs> will Disney Plus be closer to Amazon Prime Video? Will it have overtaken Amazon Prime Video? Or does free shipping keep Amazon Prime Video just ahead? Um, Kelly's making a face and waving at me. Go, go on. Yeah, on the nose and just pointing at you. Um, I think Amazon is always going to say we have this many Prime Video subscribers uh, as long as it suits them because everyone who subscribes to Prime gets Prime Video for free. Right. So um, I think the interesting number I would like to find out from Amazon is the number of people who pay for Prime Video but do not pay for a Prime account to get yes. all the other stuff. The so, $7.99 a month, whatever it is. Yeah, we have this many yeah. people who are specifically paying for Amazon Prime to watch the things. And like I remember a point where Netflix was like the one they weren't the one streaming service, but they were the one that was actually making lots of content like we were yeah. getting stuff from them on the regular. We got um, House of Cards. Remember when that was the thing everyone was excited to watch oh, yep. and Stranger Things and yeah. um, and 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 they had a bunch of things that all sort of came out, uh, you know, quarterly or whatever it was. But there was always like this regular sort of mm -hmm. have you seen the new thing it was on the netflix first streaming service that behaved like hbo looked like yeah. a big and yes um yeah and so, then hbo decided you could pay them directly so that they could yeah. just be a streaming service yep. everyone else followed suit uh, and then like at that point it became you know um i'm watching game of thrones so i pay hbo 15 bucks sure. a month and now there's no more game of thrones so now i'm paying that money to netflix to watch the new season of Stranger Things now, you know. So I'm, I'm going to interject and yeah. insist on an answer to my question. Yes. Oh, you think Disney Plus will That's a Jeff question. Um, I don't know that anyone's ever going to catch up to Amazon as long as Amazon has that. We have this many bajillion Prime subscribers in our back pocket. Fair. Um, I would like to have a more qualified answer from Amazon as to what that number Fair. looks like for people watching video. Fair. Jeff, what's your take? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to know that too. I think with what Disney is doing just in Star Wars series. Mm -hmm. I think that may help them catch up some. I don't know if they'll ever catch up all the way. But the Book of Boba Fett is doing well. Um, Obi-Wan is coming out Kelly soon. would like my lovely listeners to know she's in fact wearing a Boba Fett t-shirt whilst recording <laughs> this show. <laughs> if only I had one. But no, I, I have to stick with Deadpool for I, today. I mean, I think the combination of... Marvel and Star Wars, you know, Marvel mega movies plus some mm -hmm. offshoot series. You know, WandaVision did very well, for example, didn't it? Yeah. Um, plus throw in the original Star Wars stuff. You're probably going to get a regular update, you know, regular new subscribers and a consistently high number of subscribers. Um, mm -hmm. We won't go down the rabbit hole of what does Apple need to do to catch up because I think we all know the answer. Buy the brimming back catalogue, people. Come on. Anyway, we're going to talk about something that Apple might be doing, which was, well, there's going to be lots of services things we think are happening this year in 2022. And The Economist, a couple of weeks ago, had a really interesting overlook at um, kind of Apple services and its media services and how that all plays together, and also suggested that Apple might launch uh, an audiobook service. 
you know, the kind of a, maybe a challenger to audible kind of thing is how I would imagine it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd read it and was like, yeah, obviously they should do this. It makes oh yeah complete sense. Um, it would not be surprise me at all in the slightest if we do see that by the end of this year. Kelly Gamond, mm-hmm. what are you as a big audiobooks consumer? What is your thoughts on this? Resident book nerd, yes. Reporting you are, for duty. Well, you are a lover of audiobooks, I know. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm a lover of all books and audiobooks just make it easier to uh, be reading more books at a time, which makes me happy. Um, I consume a lot of books through the library. Uh, my library offers audiobooks for checkout and uh, offers them digitally, which is also fantastic because it means I don't have to worry about returning anything. Uh, it just expires when the time is up. And uh, and also an Audible subscriber. And I would really like to be using uh something else like given the option uh something with a little better integration um something that's easier to listen to on all my other apple stuff basically it's just because of how deep i am in the apple ecosystem so which would you jump, come as a surprise to no one would you um, jump from audible to apple were that option to exist um all things being equal, yes. If I can get, because a lot of what I listen to on Audible is not Audible originals. Okay. I've sampled them, but, um, and Audible has tried to expand. Like they've done Audible originals. Mm-hmm. There are, um, they have podcasts that are available. You can subscribe to podcasts through Audible so that Audible's your one-stop shop, sort of like Spotify is trying to do. Like if you like music and podcasts, uh, you can do it there. If you like books and podcasts, uh, Audible has you covered on a lot mm-hmm. of things. So, um, if I can get all the same and I'm not listening necessarily to particularly small press books or, or tiny little indie things or anything like that. So um, if I can go get the new Stephen King book or the new uh, Mary Robinette Cole book, you know, if I can go listen to the latest lady astronauts series entry on either of them, I'm probably going to pick the Apple version just, you know, if, if the stuff that I want is available because it's easier. I can tell my HomePod minis to yeah, play me yeah, a book yeah. without the gyration of having to connect from my phone over to the speaker in order for it to play. Mm-hmm. Um, all that kind of stuff being easier and um, uh, having less relationship with Amazon than I already do would probably be a plus. So yeah. What's your so books what's, plus is is I'm, well, we'll I'm come on to the to name. What, what's your take, Jeff? You know what I'm. I've never been a real big <clears throat> audiobooks person. Um, I've listened to them, but I I miss out on a lot. My my attention just doesn't stick with me. Uh, it's better for me just to actually read the book. Right. With that being said, would I try it if? It came out and there was, you know, say a two-week free trial. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What What do you think Apple could bring to the space, you know, that's new? For me, the, there was the obvious integration with the book Books app itself, which already exists. Yep. There mm-hmm. were, and it's therefore, obviously, Apple has relationships with publishers and so on. So all that's kind of in place. Yeah. Um, and for me, there was also the obvious thing of, You've got po- you've got a podcast app and you've got the books app and it all kind of just fits together. Plus, Apple obviously has the capacity to make originals in the way that, as you've said, Kelly, 
Audible does. Um, yep. it, you know, it's starting to produce original podcasts already, and that, we imagine that will expand. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, don't think I don't think that they're going to bring anything particularly new to the arena, okay. other than cohesion. We're going to have the classic Apple player. Of, we've seen a thing that people like. We're going to do it and make it yep. Apple. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to fit into the Apple ecosystem in a way that Audible can't. The, the audiobook player from your public library, I've used those before. Maybe they've gotten better, but when I've used them, they were really clunky. Mm-hmm. They are less, well, the one that my library uses is less clunky. I won't say it's great, but it's definitely uh, less, uh, less, definitely less clunky and a more uh, obvious experience. Like things sort of work like you kind of think they should. Yeah. I I think, I think Apple is going to bring elegance to it. See, we've said that and I, that would also be my hope, but Let's be honest, we've all used an array of podcast apps and tested an array of podcast apps. And I suspect people are listening to this show on a variety of apps. Apple Podcast is good. It's not necessarily the cleanest, most simplest, feature-heavy podcast offering out there. (laughs) I would disagree with your statement because it is clean and it is simple, but there are some for me, very basic things that I want my podcatcher to do that podcasts doesn't do. That's mm-hmm. why I don't use it is like I've run up against limitations of the mm-hmm. app very, very quickly. And it's oddly one of the few things that I don't need to sync. I only ever listen to podcasts on my phone. I don't care if my history looks the same in the podcast app on my Mac, which I literally have never opened. I don't care if they're the same on my iPad. It doesn't matter to me at all what you know, so the syncing feature of it doesn't matter to me in any way. And the features that I get out of um, other apps are more appealing than using the thing that Apple gave me. I'm thinking out loud and I suspect the an- I know the answer to this. But do you think we could go back to having Apple produce an audio app? They're obviously not going to call it iTunes. We're obviously not going to throw every bit of media into one app again. They've you managed- say obviously, but... I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> I think people people would lose their ever loving minds. It would. I mean, I'd like to see the the uh, uh, you know the presentation of that just to see the reaction. But let's assume that that is not going to happen. We're not going to return to iTunes. We're going to keep the TV okay. app. Yeah. We're going to keep a what we now call podcasts. We're going to keep um, you know music. the books that music the books yeah. app separately. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and Where, but, do we assume that audiobooks goes into books? It doesn't go into a new audio app. We're going straight into books, Kelly. Uh, yeah. I would say yes. I would say yes. Yeah, you think so, Jeff? Because I think yeah. what will happen is it'll kick out. Like, if you go to books and you buy books, like readable, like word, you know, text books, which is not they're not text books, but if you buy regular books and then you yes, also have audiobooks. Like printed books and audiobooks. If mm-hmm. you buy, um, if you want to play an audiobook, I think it'll kick you over to the music player uh, so that you get controls. I don't think the book, like, that I don't know really if I've ever even me. tried. Well, you can get audiobooks in the books app now. Yes. Um, I just, so that's why I've never tried that- it. 
because I took most of them out from the library. Sure, but you think right. so that seems the obvious area for expansion. Yeah, either there there because one of two things is going to have to happen in order for an audiobook thing to work well. Either mm-hmm. they're going to decide that the point of audiobooks is books, therefore um the books app is going to need some sort of audio some sort of better featured audio component in order for those books to all work so that you end up in the books app and then maybe you want to buy the text version of the next book or whatever um or they're going to decide that the point of the audiobook service is audio and it really just depends on what piece they decide they're going to use like we already built an audio player so we're just going to kick people over to the music app use the music app's controls to play and pause in previous chapter and next chapter and then uh you know and you can listen from there so it just depends on what piece of of that they decide to run with and um apparently i'm gonna have to go try and sample an audiobook in the books app and see what that experience is like yeah jeff do you you, do you reckon my guess is this will be a subscription offering they'll throw it into the apple one bundle plus i guess they'll always let you buy audiobooks individually if they do release such a service is that the way you see it going jeff yeah, that's absolutely how I would see it. Um, it it's it's going to be basically it's going to be like an Audible subscription. Yeah, but you can bundle it into your Apple One subscription if you want to have all the stuff. And of course, I guess this is also a neat way. If they did add an audiobooks component or increase, you know, a new subscription service, surely that's a good excuse to increase the price of the Apple one bundle as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it would be. I hope they don't, but it definitely would be. I wonder if they'll just add another tier. And I mean, really what it, what it will come down to is whether or not Apple decides that this is a service they can give away like TV plus mm. or uh, whether it turns into something like news plus where yeah. it's going to be a little bit more money than people really want to pay and it's going to end up being sort of a niche service as opposed to something like TV Plus, which TV Plus and Apple Arcade are the two that I think people sort of think of as the free thing in the Apple bundle. Like I wasn't normally looking at this, at, at buying this, but if I pay the same uh, amount yeah. of money for the Apple bundle, I get Arcade for free or I, I get yeah. TV for free yeah. or whatever. I think when we um, broke down the bundles originally, you basically got a thing for free. And yeah, you could a $5 thing for free. For free, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I'm intrigued to see where this goes, actually. I think it will happen. Mm-hmm. I'd be pretty surprised if by the end of the year we haven't heard more about this and probably have access to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is something, particularly if it was part of the bundles, which I already have, that I would use. Um, yep. I think the point about integration really is the key one isn't it we've all you know jumping between different apps and whatever and that's fine and look we all know we're in a walled garden and that is what it is and we, we made that decision a long oh, yeah. time ago in yeah. fact i we discussed it on uh tdo yesterday didn't we the uh um walled garden starting 15 years ago with the iphone yes um yep. but uh it will so so I think that is another element to this wall garden. I will be interested also to see the regulatory fallout because, for example, if, and I wrote this in the piece I wrote about it, um, if Apple were to buy a film back catalogue, mm-hmm. you might find some regulators not very impressed by that. 
if Apple could, could present something like this as actually a challenge to Amazon and Audible, that's a different argument you're making and quite an interesting one. Don't you think, though, that by now Apple just looks at these regulators and says, yeah, okay, whatever, that's old news. Well, the thing I wonder about is no, I don't Apple, think that, okay. Apple was the one that got dinged for um, uh, ebook price fixing. I Apple think it was. and Amazon, Apple and Amazon both did. I thought. I remember and also, being Apple. I just I didn't remember if it was Amazon or not. So like Apple wading back into ebooks, whether they're audio or not, um, is the part that I sort of is the only yeah. reason that I think twice about. Well, of course, it's a thing they're going to do. It's another service that they could get in on. Um, but I definitely like the idea of Audible having competition for sure. The, and especially yeah. when Apple has to compete, that's when Apple is my favorite. That's my favorite version of Apple to watch is somebody else had a good idea. There's this established market Apple's going to get into. How are they going to do that given that there's sort of defaults for everybody you know, in that particular mm. space now? Like when we got the iPod, when we got the iPhone, like we talked about, um, you know, that sort of thing. Like when Apple has to go up against the established Existing, players, yeah. I want to know what I yeah. want to watch that happen because that's fun to watch to me. So I, yeah, so I think it will happen. I think you're right about, I don't think Apple dismisses regulatory concerns. Look at what happened with reader apps and so on. Um, they do make, you know, that move is changing, but whether it would be relevant in this example, we obviously don't know yet because this service hasn't been announced yet, but I, I think it will be announced. I hope it will be announced. And I um, no doubt will be back on an episode of Media Plus discussing it when it is. Kelly Gamont, thank you so much for joining me. Where can people catch up with you? Uh, you can find me uh, over on the Daily Observations podcast here at MacObserver.com. Uh, you can also find me on The Incomparable hosting I Want My MCU TV, where we talk about the latest Marvel show. Uh, so I know a fair amount about streaming stuff. And you can find me on Twitter as Verso. Lovely. And Jeff, where can people catch up with you? Uh, well, you can you can find me on MacObserver.com, writing on the Daily um, occasionally appearing on podcasts and I'm on Twitter as at Clefmeister. And I'm at themacobserver.com too. And I'm at Charlotte A. Henry on the Twitters. Thank you so much for joining me. We're back for 2022. We're in full swing. We're here. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot to look forward to over the next 12 months. So thank you for joining me. Share the show with people you think might enjoy it too. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>